it was a good ending to to the road trip. And, you know, down at Georgia Southern, you know, truthfully, I didn't feel like we we were as locked in as we need to be, played as well as we should have. Um, you know, we made a nice run, you know, there in the second half. But we were down 14 points in the first half and, and got off to a slow start and really did something similar in Coastal. Um, the previous couple road games, we, get, we got off the great starts and we did in these last two. But but Coastal, I thought we had tremendous second half. I thought um, just our approach, um, our intensity on defense and, and then making some timely plays there. Um, we were able to pull it out and, and, you know, they were playing without their starting center. And I think it kind of hurt us um, in the first half. Uh, the, the fact that they, you know, got more athletic and were quicker and faster and it, it had us on our heels, you know, in the, in the first half and it took us a little bit to adjust. And uh, thank goodness we did, you know, in the second half to be able to get the win. All right. We'll start off with uh, Noah Fleischman. You talked about before these the last four games, you know, how, you know, crucial those would be, you know, to be able to come home and play the last four at home. You know, where, where do you do you like where your team is standing now after you, you went through that four game road trip? Yeah, I mean, we won three out of four on the road, and I think everybody would take that. Um, you know, maybe not Alabama uh, right now or maybe maybe if there was a couple programs in the country, maybe they wouldn't. But um, three on the four on the road was um, was a good feat. And you know we we've been a good road team all, all year. We we won six conference road games, and that gives us a chance. Um, you know we haven't been at home in a while, and um, the last game we played here at home, I, I thought we played really well. We won our last uh, couple ones at home, but yeah, we're we're going down a stretch, and we're going to need everything. Um, you know we're going to be playing at our best. Uh, we know there's kind of amped up and more attention, things on the line. We need tremendous home court environment. Um, you know, so so we need a lot of different things coming down the stretch here. And but I, I do like where we are to this point. Um, I, I thought we've we've done a lot of good things to get to this point. Yeah. And to follow up on that, you know, you kind of touched on it. But how exciting is it to not have to get on a plane or a bus and, you know, play the last four at home and kind of before you have to go down to Florida? Yeah, I'm laughing because my back's been uh, spasming us since, <laughs> since Saturday or Sunday, whenever we got back. Um, and uh trying to recover from that. So I'm going to give my back a chance to heal. And I'm sure the guys are too. It's uh travel's tough. It, it's part of it. You know, you, you deal with it and, and um, you know, we don't have any more true road games. We got four road um, home games and, and then a neutral site tournament. So uh, we're thankful for no more travel. Thank you. All right. Next up, we'll go to Kurt Dudley. A couple of questions, Mark. First of all, good afternoon. Congratulations on the win on Saturday. Um, Julian Wooden, um, going back to as this season began and what he is, what part and role he has played for you this year, um, has it evolved or has it been what you have expected out of him? It, it is what I've expected. Um, you know, I've, I've always went on record saying, you know, Julian's one of the most talented guys on our team and maybe the most talented. I mean, he's extremely talented. And it's always kind of just putting it together and, and, and the motivational and, and things like that to kind of have it all kind of showcased in a game. Um, he can do every single thing on offense, um, shoot it, drive it, pass it, post up, you, know, you, you name it, he can do it. And I think what's kind of been a benefit for us here lately is the fact that him and Mezzi have been playing really well together. And he kind of gives us a different lineup where Julian can, can drive it, um, he can shoot threes and, and then Mezzi can also play on the perimeter as well. So 
I think there's been some good spacing when those two have played together. And, um, you know, I don't want Julian never to pass up an open shot. Like he's that good of a shooter. And, and then, I'll, but I also like it, the fact that when he can put his mind to attacking the defense and not settle for the three as well. Um, so he, he's been, you know, he, he's been really good. And, and when we, we didn't have Alonzo, um, we needed somebody to step up and he really did step up. Have you been pleased with his uh, assertiveness throughout or has there been times where you had to maybe nudge him here or there to be a little more for using black, lack of a better word, selfish and, and, and play his game? Yeah. I mean, everybody's got to pick their, pick their time and, and when to go. And, you know, I think um, with his natural feel and natural talent, you know, I'm always going to trust his instincts out there. And, you know, he's had sometimes limited opportunity and played really well. And, and, and lately he's had more opportunity and played well. So, um, you know, he's, he's definitely in our mind now as a valuable weapon. And I can be assured that the other teams right now are, are making sure they compensate for him and making sure they know where he is on the court and kind of, especially, you know, you know, knowing what he's going to do in ball screens because they got to make sure they cover the, um, the pick and pop with him. Yeah, being he's a Rono Gary, a kid as well. It's my last question, Jason. Um, and Billy Pope, the head coach there at Northside, did you have ha, how long have you had any relationship with Billy? My relationship goes back to Billy Pope. Um, I'll probably 35 years. Uh, Billy Pope was my brother's JV coach at Salem High School. Okay. And um, he's actually, you know, I always said it, he's one of the best coaches in the state, of Virginia. I credit him with teaching me basketball a lot because he would teach my brother. My brother would come back and teach me. And um, uh, unfortunately or fortunately for Billy Pope, my senior year, we played his team six times and beat him six times um, along to the state championship. So um, he is one of the best. And uh, I saw that that he, you know, um, they came by and played Spotswood uh, last year and and they beat Spotswood in a playoff game. And, uh, I made sure to say hello to him, but he he's been one of the best and one of the best in the state of Virginia. He's got 600 wins now, so I don't think he's too worried about the six uh, the six losses you held on him. Um, a personal note: when I first started in sports information, director as a sports information personnel, he was the first point guard I worked with in college. So he was a senior; I was a freshman that year. So I got to know Billy. I've known Billy for many years as well. So oh, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, yeah, great guy, great yeah, great guy. No doubt. Thank you. All right, next up, we'll go to Dave Rigger. As you look back, and I know you're, you guys are all looking forward, but how challenging was the 7 out of 10 on the road, being on the road every week but one the last five weeks? Was that challenging for your guys? It definitely was, but we didn't approach it in, in the way you said it, 7 out of 10 on the road. Like, we approached it kind of as a as a, um, a game at a time when it was a split weekend or just that weekend at a time and never really looked at it in its entirety. Because I thought if our guys look at the entirety and we kept talking about that part of it, it might seem overwhelming. And we kind of just try to take bits and pieces of it and try to focus on that, do the best we could and and uh, give our guys credit. I thought our focus was really good at kind of taking, you know, one challenge at a time. What's the characteristics, I guess, uh, of being a good road team? You've coached a lot of different teams. Are there characteristics that make a good road team? And obviously this team has that. Yeah, there's always three things that stick out. And, um, you know, because you don't, you don't usually trust your offense on the road. But low turnovers, you know, our goal a lot of times on the road is 12 or less. And if it's the slow-paced team, sometimes we say 10 or less. 
Um, but but the turnovers, we want to win the rebound margin because that's always big on the road. And then we want to hold the other team to less than 40% field goal percentage. We feel like if you do two of those things or do all three of them, it's going to give you a great chance. And, and you know, none of those things except the turnovers are an offensive thing. Everything is is kind of dictated on, you know, making giving your best defensive effort. And on the flip side of that, now with four in a row at home, and obviously you're going to go one at a time, do you kind of have to instill that road mindset with your guys? And be, you can't take it for granted you're at home and you're going to play better? Yeah, that's definitely going to be our message. And, um, you know, things aren't, things aren't always going to be your problems aren't going to be solved because you're at home or things are automatically going to be good because you're at home. And we'll take the same mentality of just looking at game at a time. And we're not looking at the four game stretch. I mean, all our focus is on old dominion on Thursday. And then when that's over, we'll, we'll turn to Saturday, but um, you know, you, you start skipping ahead and jumping ahead. You, you, you can get, you know, knocked off from having your best performance. And then at the same time, like we never kind of veer away from just saying, let's just get better, keep getting better, keep getting better, keep getting better. And I want us to keep doing that until, you know, the final game and the final tournament that we play in this year. And talk about ODU a little bit. They haven't lost since you guys beat them at their place. They're obviously playing pretty well right now. Yeah, they've won five out of six. And um, I think more impressive than that, they've won four straight road games. And, you know, they're, a unique team where they're they're better on the road than they are at home. You look at their road record and they play great. Um, you know, I, I, at home, you know, for some reason or another, they they haven't played as well at home. But um, we're getting a good version. Um, we're we're getting a team that's playing um, really good basketball, playing at a high level, and and you know, also a team that you know that plays um, ways to win on the road. I mean, they're going to be physical they're going to you know they're, they're going to take good shots um you know i think they're kind of getting all their pieces back together now and, and and so they're they're rolling at the right time so they're playing great basketball they're playing as good as anybody in the league you know watching them on film they're playing as well as anybody you know maybe with the exception of southern miss but you know throw them out they're playing good as anybody else i want to ask you one more thing i'm sure you haven't really thought about this but a year ago at this time and you said this in the offseason that it was probably more of a challenge at the end of last year when you didn't have a conference tournament to play in, obviously now you're in the race, you're in the hunt to try and get one of those top four seeds and maybe get as high as number two. Is it night and day coaching your guys right now than it was a year ago? Yeah, I said this last year. Last year was one of the hardest years of my coaching career. And it and it wasn't wins and losses. You know, you, you, you look back and I think I gave away one of my years of coaching and, um, you know, dealing with that and, and the players were frustrated. I didn't know how to deal with it. No one knew how to deal with it. And, you know, you're you're kind of just creating stuff all throughout, you know, because you don't have the main motivation that all the teams are going through right now. And that's to get to the NCAA tournament and, and, and to win a, win a championship. Well, now we don't have to bring up that motivation. And it's not like I got to come up and think of something to say or something to do to the guys. Like they they know what's ahead. You know, they have they have the the motivation um, you know, to try to keep making a push and get the highest seed and try to make a run in the tournament. So it is, um, you know, a complete 180. It, it really is from where we are last year. My approach to them and, and, and their, their approach to playing right now. All right, we'll go to Shane Metlin next. Yeah, you mentioned three or four on the road, but I think also it's 
two of three, I think, uh, the second time through with the teams in the East. Does that present what, – what kind of challenges does that present when you're facing a team a second time? You're making adjustments. They're making adjustments too. Just how, how tough is that? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, all these coaches are, are doing the same thing we are. They're they're kind of looking at what worked and what didn't work. And, you know, and, and a lot of times something that worked in the first game is not going to work in the second game because they're going to compensate for it. And the same thing we would. Um, it, it makes it more challenging. You know, sometimes it's it's harder to score, truthfully, because the defense usually makes um, kind of like the adjustments that's ahead and, and and have more film and have their guys be able to watch. And, and um, you know, it, it feels, truthfully, the second game almost more of a grinded game and then almost like a tournament game to where those tournament games are, you know, really difficult for, for both teams. And, and we kind of anticipate that on – on Thursday, um, we, we anticipate just a physical, tough, you know, grinded out game that um, you know may not be pretty at time, but it, you know, I'm sure both teams going to play exceptionally hard. And it's going to be physical. Yeah, and um, do you know if you'll have a uh, Zoe back for this week? Yeah, we um, we'll either have him back this weekend or next weekend. It's almost there. Um, you know, I, I would I would say probably this weekend, unless there's some setbacks or unless we get told to slow things down, um, he's he's right on track and he's been working really hard to, to to get to this point. So we're hoping it's Thursday, but if it's not Thursday, it's 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 right around the corner. It's 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 soon. Yeah, and you you talked about how when you've got Mezzi and Julian on the floor at the same time, you have them playing on the perimeter, they drive to the basket. What kind of different dynamic does throwing Zoe back into the mix give you, especially against teams? You got some big teams coming up here. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I know particular like the Southern Miss game. We were, I was looking over at, at Alonzo being like, this would be a great game to have him. He's just, um, he's a physical presence who can, um, you know, he doesn't mind contact. He, he gets you extra plays with offensive rebounds. Um, he's got great energy. Um, constantly got great energy. So um, getting him back and getting them into the mix is, is important for us. Um, I know it's definitely going to be important for us for the tournament, but at the same time, I think we've kind of like learned something, you know, about our team that we have the capability of the lineup, whether Alonzo's back or not to, to go with Julian and Mezzi together and, and kind of give a different mix. And, and then you've kind of seen what we've done also lately is we put Terrence Edwards at the four with Julian or Mezzi at, at the big, and we're kind of our small lineup, but but that's a difficult lineup to guard too. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, and one last one to Noah Fleischman. You, you talked about it earlier with, you know, talking about having the home court advantage back for these last four games. You know, how much fun has it been to be at home, you know, with big crowds this year, especially, you know, this few that you've had, you know, pretty packed student sections as well. Yeah, the the last weekend, and that's the one that's on my mind was was really good. Uh, that that Louisiana Monroe crowd and Coastal, and and um, I don't know if it's coincidence or not because um, we stunk it up. But the two home games we lost were without the students. Uh, we lost that at home with App State and and um, and Texas State, and we didn't have our students or cheerleaders or band um, on those. And and you know you know. You know, I know they impact the game. I know how important they are, and and um, but those are the only two home games we lost. So I, I hope that's now in the rearview mirror. We don't lose anymore because um, I anticipate them being loud and and supportive in these in these next homestand.
Do you notice them, you know, in games? Or is it something that you kind of just look around after the fact and appreciate it? No, I definitely notice it. Um, you know, and, and, and more so me, it's probably the other teams notice it. And it's, um, you know, our, our band and, and, and the cheerleaders and students just bring so much energy in the building. And so you feel the energy right when they're in there.